I look forward to enjoying him this evening. And I know the Lord will speak to us in Jesus' name. All right, I would go straight to um, this beautiful evening interaction and um, a subject of great discussion. Um, and I'm praying that we would obey the scripture in James 1, I believe from verse 21, that said, Lay aside every superfluity and naughtiness of heart. Receive with meekness, because a proud man cannot learn. And you need to understand that anybody holding this mic, his name is not all-knowing. He's just a conduit pipe that God wants to reach out to somebody. Anybody standing here is not perfect. It's just God making, a, making use of an available vessel to communicate his will. Now, but you have a responsibility of receiving it with meekness, the engrafted word that is able to save your soul. Many souls need to be saved. Then if you ever read further in the verse 22, he said, do not just be the hearer of the word, but the benefit and the potential of the word is extracted in doing. As you do it, you enjoy the benefits. That is the promise of God's word to us. So don't be the hearer, otherwise this will just appear like another lecture or a symposium. But until your spirit man is deliberate and intentional to act up upon every instruction, then God will have no choice but to bless you with the benefit of obedience. So my prayer today is that God will give us grace to obey in Jesus' name. Someone say better, amen. amen. Alright, I would, um, by divine ordinance, the Bible told us in the book of Amos chapter 3, I believe verse 7, it said, God Almighty will not do anything, anything, without first revealing it. So his prophets, his servants. And one of the reasons he would do that is because if you have problem obeying his physical servant that you are seeing, how do you then relate with him that you can't feel or touch? Say God will not do it. And if you remember that scripture in the book of Chronicles that says, believe in the Lord your God, you will be established. But if you really desire to take the establishment forward to prosper, then you must believe his prophets. As I stand here, I'm a representative of God through the system of grace assembly. So whatever God needs to communicate, he will work it through these thoughts. So it is not good enough for you to just hear me. It's also important that you pray for me, that I say the things God wants you to hear. And I know that God will use me well this evening. Now, the man of God that has been following the agenda of heaven, pay attention, if you have followed the sequence and the connection of all the teachings since the beginning of this year to your date, it will be very clear and very definite that God has a destination in mind with all he has been teaching us. I will recall vividly, and some of you still have your notes, that was a teaching that was primarily on the resurrection power. Anybody recall that season? And the whole essence of that is for God to remind you that your captivity can end if you understand the potential, the potential or the potency that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is also available to set you free from any captivity. But you can never apprehend what you don't know. Like they say it in this way. You can't apprehend what you don't comprehend. Are you following me? So, illumination is one of the components of the teaching of the word. Now, illumination is the opposite of darkness. We, there is no conversation between light and darkness. Once darkness shows up, it can stay there for as long as light is not willing to come. The moment you introduce light, 
There is no controversy or argument. Darkness just step aside. There are people that your life is not in its fullness of potential and fulfillment. It's not that you are not trying to do something about it. But you are only doing what you know. And what you know is not sufficient to deliver you. Until a greater knowledge encounters you, then you can be fully delivered. Are you following me here, friends? Now, that's why you will see that one of the most very annoying scriptures for those who have been around God for a while is what he told us that my people, they perish. That statement is a very painful one to a very reasonable and responsible father. And I know God is a good father. You know, so imagine God and his pain and his despair. He looks at you in your struggle and he looks at you in your infirmity. He looks at you in your pain and tears. And he's looking at left and right and saying, how do I reach out to this fellow? And the only reason why he can't reach out to you is that you are ignorant. Irresponsibility you cannot delegate to someone else. You cannot say because your father is a lawyer, by default you are a lawyer. You would have to go and acquire your own knowledge and be a lawyer. So every time we have the chance to come to God's presence, it's an opportunity for God to illuminate you further. What you knew on Sunday will be harded upon today. Because the more the illumination, the brighter and the better, and the more the world will see you. Are you following what I'm saying here? He said, yet your light so shine. It didn't end it there. He said that so that the world can see. There are many lights in obscurity. There are many lights that are under the bushel. And I see the power of God's word today to break every yoke of limitation in the name of Jesus. And your light will bring forth in the name of Jesus. So, the agenda of God ever since the series of the teaching is some resurrection power. Anybody can recall the time we were talking about answered prayer? Anybody remember that? And then we were hoping that at that season and that timing of life, somebody will be provoked to increase the intensity of his prayer life. Because prayer are, prayers, they are in levels. There is, there is a prayer that says in the book of Matthew chapter 5, it says, teach us how to pray. And as that prayer says, our Father, hello Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, hallowed be thy name. Now you can pray that prayer when you live in Asorok. Mm, that prayer is fine in Asorok. Are you with me? But there is a prayer that Paul said, as soon as Zion travel, take there is a prayer like that. There is a prayer that you are not looking at your timepiece because the intensity of your pain is gone beyond time zone. There is a prayer like that. There is a fervent prayer of a righteous man that availeth much. So we believe that in that season of prayer, the whole idea of heaven is to push your prayer gear forward because it was taking you somewhere. Look at where he's brought us now. And in this season, he said, the time has come that your cloud is full. Remember that story in Ecclesiastics? Your cloud is full and it's time for the cloud to pour. And he said, it's my time to reward you, Jehovah Sakar, Jehovah the Lord of Compensation. That I have seen your labor, I have seen your toiling, I have seen all your efforts. As a matter of fact, if I don't reward you on time, some people will drag you away from my presence. And then he's open heaven right now to say, it's my season of reward. And when we have such divine instruction from heaven, the right thing you should do by way of common sense, if you are not wasting your time with God, because as you are seated here, some people are seated elsewhere trying to find solutions to problems. You are sitting here to find solutions to an issue. That it will not make any sense that after this service, it is the way you came, that's the way you left. 
If I were in your shoes, I wouldn't come again. I won't come again. Because there's something that tends to resonate strongly in my, in my life. But later when I started to see gray hair uncontrollably on my head, it just started to dawn on me that the most important treasure that I have wasted all my life, now I can't afford to waste it. You know what it is? Time. I just went to Alausa this afternoon, and uh, this morning rather, and I saw most of them crying. What happened? He said she came this morning and she was just sitting there and she slumped. You know what slum mean? She came home, she just sat down, and we're all saying good morning, ma. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she slumped. You know what the truth? Time just ended. Uh-huh. All the new design, designer clothes, the person has is nothing. You know, it is when you see death, you know that life is vanity. All the gra will just come down. So as I see gray, I realize that time is essential. So I can't waste time. As I don't waste time with someone, I don't waste time with things. I don't waste time. I'm very mindful of it. So we're going to have to look deeper again this evening on the subject of reward. Now, I have asked God that, God, do you need to teach, do you need to teach reward before you reward us? <laughs> no, no, don't, it's not funny. You know, I've been born again since I was 16. And God knows me. He knows, he knows me very well. One of the problems he's had with me is, hey you, this boy, come here. And I will show up. He said, you know what, I, I hope you know that I need you to <laughs> be a pastor. I say, mm, you know what? I want to be a financial pillar. <laughs> you know that kind of debate you have with God. Don't make me pastor. Just bless me. Let me be helping people that you have called. I know what God will do. God will just smile. When you are ready, you will come. I used to ask him a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Some very funny questions. Like the one I asked after service on Sunday. I said, God, you are talking reward, 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 reward. Do you need it to be taught before you do it. You know the answer he gave me? He said, have you read a scripture in Matthew chapter 11 and the verse 28 before? I said, I know that scripture. I know it. I preach it. I say it all the time. Oh, come on to me. All you that labor and every lady and I'll give you rest. Okay, that's it. He said, I'll give you rest. Read further. Go further, please. Hey, can you move it from 28 to 29 and the other verse? Thank you. The next thing you see is that, take my yoke, look at that line, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am what? I'm gentle, lowly in heart, and you will find, ordinarily for me, that should be okay. Can you take it further? Okay, he said, for my yoke is what? Mm-hmm. And my burden is what? Take it further. Are you sure that is? There is the one that in the version that says, Learn from me, for I am meek and lowly. It's there. Learn from me. And I said to him, So what you're saying is that you will not do anything for any man if they have not been taught. Because if you do it without being taught, they won't be able to repeat it. It is called luck. Any success you achieve that you cannot repeat it, at best it is called luck. Anything that you learned and that you succeeded, ask me and test me on this. Anything that you learned and that you succeeded, do you stand a chance of repeating it? Yes. 
Now, let me give you the other reason that he gave me. He said, because everything I do for a man, it's not just for him alone, it's for generations after him. So, everything God does to you or gives to you, he needs to teach you in a manner that you can repeat it and transfer it to generations. The reward is not the problem. It's the fact that now that you have been taught that your child is not here, it will be easier for you to teach your child, alright, so that your child can continue to enjoy what? Reward. So the teaching is the essential part of the delivery of the pastor. So if you are not willing to learn from him, then he will wait until you are willing to learn, then he delivers the reward. So this evening we want to learn. Psalm 19 verse 7. Look at what Psalm 19 verse 7 said. He said the law of the Lord is what? It's perfect. The next thing he does what? Refreshing the soul. So the word tonight is perfect to refresh your soul. From a very exhaustive week you've had, between Monday and today, you're probably tired. Now you are recharging again. And we have to dwell on the subject of reward. Are we ready this evening? Are we really ready this evening? Now you need to bring out your writing pad and then we're going to have to go straight to um, explaining how God wants you to relate to the subject of reward so that when you learn it, you can transfer it by way of revelation to your children. I'm going to start off trying to um, explain exactly in context what reward is and then when I'm done with that, we will now enter the next realm of the subject that says, who deserves to be rewarded? And when we're done with that, we will go to the four categories of rewards. Then when we're done with that, we will now enter the last phase of the subject, the God's kind of reward. Now, it is at that level that the whole idea of cut soap will not be necessary again. <laughs> Nobody will be needed to cut any soap. So let's start with, what exactly do we call reward? I'm going to sweep through this whole subject. Because while we started it um, a couple of weeks back, we took it as the Lord delivered it. But right now we need to teach it because this is Wednesday, called the Interactive Bible Study. Am I correct? So we need to break it down. What is reward? Anybody? When the word comes to mind, what definition comes to your own mind? What, how do you define reward? Remember that whatever we're saying is with the hope that you transfer it to children by knowledge also. What exactly is reward? Anybody? What is reward? What is reward? All right. Reward is an incentive you get. Or you receive for what? For a job that you do. Thank you very much. I really sincerely appreciate that definition. The incentive you get for a job that you, you do or you did. Am I correct? Good. Any other definition different from what you said? The incentive you get for a job done. Any other, any other person with a different definition? Okay, so. Let's then ask a question again. Do we all deserve reward? Should we all get reward? But you know you can't really answer for anybody. Is that correct also? So because what will happen after this season of teaching is that some people's life will become epitome of reward. By, because the subject is very practical. It's not the type you can hide. It's like pregnancy. You know, it is foolishness to come and stand in front of the congregation and say, somebody join me, praise the Lord, I am pregnant. There is a lot of foolishness there. Why is it foolishness? 
Because the way pregnancy is designed, it announces itself. Am I correct? So by the time you stand there and say, please praise the Lord, I'm pregnant. Even somebody that, that is filled with all manner of wickedness in his heart or heart, we start to look at your stomach. Am I correct? And we start to pierce and say, is there pregnancy there? The way God did some things, you don't need announcement. So you better learn wisdom. So when you say reward, everybody seated there, do we all deserve to be rewarded? Okay, so let's put it in personal notes. Ask yourself, do I deserve truly to be rewarded by God? Is that correct? Let us break it down. If reward is an incentive for a job done, job done for who? Because everybody will be excited. Ha, ah, it's a season of reward. Let me go and collect my reward. Mm-mm. That's not how it works. The real question you should be asking is that I am only entitled to a reward when the job given to me has been done. So someone that is spiritually jobless here, be honest, do you deserve a reward? Someone that is spiritually jobless in this auditorium. There are spiritual jobless people. You even beg them to attend the sitting down on this chair on Wednesday and on Sunday. And then they will hear the same message and they will desire the same results. You know, there's some teaching that we should not teach it and pack it under the rug. If reward is about response to a job done, that simply implies that you should have done a job before we can discuss reward. So now listen to the truth. So if God is saying there is a season now, along about you my funny. If God is saying there's a season now, and it's the season is called reward, you know it would be very nasty for everybody to think he's talking to all of us. He can't be talking to all of us. He's only talking to those who know they have done the job. So the question now is that there are three categories of people here. The spiritually jobless person. Hmm? The person that is still doing his own job because until the job is completed, we can't talk about reward. Uh, Who pays the salary on the first day of the month? Is it not that when you, they will give you the job, you will start the job, when you finish the job, and then they will not say, okay, this is the payment for the job. Oh, you think God's own is different? No, 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 no. See, you cannot access reward if the job he gave you has not been done. Write it, quote it, say that I said it. So the question is that, what job has he given you? Has he given you a job at all? Talk less of you doing it. Now, it is your refusal to not have a job and then you don't know what job to do, but you yet you need the reward. That's when you look for soap to cut. Because cutting soap is like looking for shortcuts. I want to avoid the job part, but I want the reward part. Then you will look for soap. But God is saying, I am not a soap cutting God. I am a grace cutting God. I cut grace for people. Alright? But you must have labored your hands. For he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So when we preach in church, I know that on Sunday we expect to tell everybody but on Wednesday, we should tell ourselves the truth. And if you are not ready to, say, to listen and absorb the truth, then you won't blame God if your life is not producing the reward. So I asked them a question. 
everybody walking, who claims to be walking, sincerely speaking, is it everywhere that walks that will get salary? Now, you need to be sensitive to the response now. Do you know the truth here? Listen to this. Reward is primarily a function of results. True or false? There is no reward for efforts. More they try, you more try. Maybe I know there are some employers here. Do you pay somebody end of the month because he came to office? For everyone who shows up at the office every end of the month, there is a specific responsibility and goal you expect the person to achieve. Now, that's another category. You know, we have left the category of the spiritual jobless people. Now, we are in the category of those who are actually having the, doing the job, but there is no result for the job. Oh, no, no, no. I come to church every Sunday. I come to church every Monday, every Wednesday. In fact, I do this, I do this. Now, all those things, they, they call it activities. There must be a measuring matrix. There must be a way we can say this is the destination of your goal. They say goal is the destination of a vision. This subject is very practical. It's very delicate. It's very, as a matter of fact, this is one subject that validates the existence of God. If God called all of us and is not rewarding us, I give God one year, nobody will serve him again. But I can tell you free of charge, some people are enjoying the reward of God. No, 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 no. In case you are not enjoying it, it is not God though. Some people are being paid every day for what they do for God. Now because God is not a user. Every time he brings you into you, so he blesses you. So if you are not getting blessed, let's then ask, are you being used for something? Oh, okay, you, hey, you, you, you claim you have toiled all night. It is natural to toil all night. But can I do, can I, can we do a little transaction? Can I use your boat? Yes, use the boat. Did he bless him after the boat? Oh, the mag by it useless. Can you call on the useful person? It doesn't work that way, friends. Do you think every day is when pastor likes to preach? You are compelled by duty to a handy salary. And you know the good news about the payments of God? He will pay you, he will pay your generation and generation after. We cannot take our devoted work with God without having to cross this bridge of telling ourselves this truth. God is not interested in the crowd. The crowd will shout, Hosanna, Hosanna, King of Kings. That same crowd can shout, Crucify him, crucify him. But when you are a true worker of God, Rest your head. After your work is done, you will be paid. So we are saying that bad enough you are spiritually jobless. We are not taking it further to result equals reward. So let's start for example. Some of you go for evangelism. A very nice example I like to give. And I've seen many people form activities with evangelism. You just carry that tract. We're from Grace Assembly. No, let's talk less than that. It doesn't work that way. God wants you to bring results at the end of the day. We are from Grace Assembly and we were just here to tell, tell you about Jesus Christ. Please take this prayer and go through it and then you walk away. Oga, 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 you are not telling you something here. If your employer called you to go and do marketing and you carry the office flyer and you just say, I, I, I work with social and social ABC company. Yeah, yeah. And then you go back to your office. We have distributed all the flyer. A reasonable Oga will call you and say, come. The assignment was not about flyer. The assignment is about go and bring more people to come and patronize our business. So this flyer, any intelligent donkey, if I tie this flyer on the back of a dog, it will, it will distribute it around. Though. So 
this, this activities that you have generated, that you think you have burnt energy, it does not translate to salary. You know what I think believers don't understand? God desires results. He wants a proof for what you have done. And so you give someone tract. I say, God, yes, sir, this is tract. John chapter 15 told you, bring in the fruits. Let your fruits stay. Let it abide. That is the end of the exercise. Now, I'm just, using, I'm just using evangelism as an example. But you and I know this. You and I know that you cannot profess to be a growing, hard-working believer without having a desire to win soul. You have not met with God if you don't have it. There is no true saved human being that you truly experience salvation. And it has never crossed your mind once in three years of giving your life to Christ to go and win a soul to somebody. Because every time you win a soul, you credit your account with a lot of money. He said that winning a soul is wise. Daniel said that winning a soul is like a shining light. So we say number one, reward is not befitting for a man that is spiritually jobless. Let's not pancake this conversation. We're not going to pancake it. Here's the truth. Number two, spiritual activities is different from results. Forming busy in the church, oh, yeah, 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 jump and up and down. It's not the same thing as there is the ultimate destination for everyone. Anybody here is a physics student that ever did physics in secondary school? Anybody? Let me ask a very a, a question in physics. When you are going to define work in physics, they said if you like, carry 100 kilo of load on your head and you are in one position, they will tell you work done is what? Zero. I didn't write it though. It's in physics. Work done, because what is physics? Physics is what? Force times, times distance. So you carry this whole organ on your head and you are sweating. Yes, and everybody is spitting you. As far as the person looking at you said, what is the work you have done? It is zero. If you don't have the hunger to show results, then you are not qualified to enjoy the reward. Now, <laughs> are you aware that the more valuable you are as, a, as an entity, the more celebrated you will be? Value is a proof that you are capable of producing results. I have, by the grace of God, privileged children, three. One day, I asked myself a very honest question in retrospect. And it was a very sad question I had to ask myself. Three children. Because I realized that out of the three, my heart is drawn more to one than the rest of them. It's not deliberate for me to be biased. It is not an attempt for me to dislike or not like, yeah, all my children, biological children by privilege. But you know what? My heart is drawn to one. If, I went, if one of them, that particular one should wake me, one a.m., I will get up with urgency. You know the fundamental truth? You are celebrated to the extent of the results you produce every day. Now, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. The pastoral team is filled with pastors. I should not feel biased if pastors prefer one pastor to the other. Because every natural human being with, with gravitate towards a man who delivers the results every day. They sack them, they, they downsize the office, they hardly downsize the performing hands, true or false. They hardly downsize performing hands. The same thing with God. God will never joke with a man who is constantly yielding results. As a matter of fact, I will tell you a story of a man that God told to go and do a, a farmyard. The farmyard was there for about three years, we're not producing anything. The owner of the farmyard said, This thing is wasting time. Can you please remove it? The owner of the farm said, Can you please give it few more? Let us put manure. 
manure, then after some while, if it does not produce, you can get it away. You know the truth? When you are no longer relevant in the scheme of things, it is easier for God to take you home. A man, look at God, highball to highball. Now, this is not a truth you want to hear on a Wednesday. But honestly, go back and look at the mirror. If you are useless to yourself, honestly speaking, you are honestly not valuable to mankind again. And there is nobody designed that is useless. Mental laziness, refusal to be self-exposed and develop yourself, is the reason why. You know, one, my, my, my wife was one day insulting our ourself. Many years, I remember then. And he was saying, who oh, use this useless ourself? And I had to ask her that, look, if this ASEP has half your intelligence, do you think she will be ASEP? Your knowledge keeps you where you are. Your knowledge defines the value that comes from you. The value you have produced the result. The result determines the respect. So if I am in a pastoral theme and they don't like me as much as they like other pastors, it is not the fault of the pastor. It is my fault. I cannot be so valuable and be disrespected. Never. You know, when you tell yourself this own truth, you go back and sit down and say, look, study to show yourself approved unto God. You remember that scripture? Study to show yourself approved unto God like a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of the truth. Reward is a function of results. Oh, your husband does not like you. Your wife does not like you. I can tell you free of charge. Free of charge, yeah. If you are so resourceful to your husband, he will never joke with you. Never. Am I correct here, husbands? Now, your wife, you know, I heard a joke uh, two days ago. He said, if you want to see a very good man, the, uh, the, the wife will said, meet my loving husband. What does that tell you? The husband is what? Performing. But if she said, meet my husband. What does that tell you? So, the level of the results you discharge determine the accolade given to you. So, why are you not resourceful? You can't delegate it to your brother. You should tell yourself things that are holding you down from being resourceful. God wants results before there can be an exchange of reward. Oh, you think it's a joke for these choir people to come in here? Now, I feel for them a lot. They come in here after service, they wait after service. On Saturday, they come in here. They come in here on Wednesday. Even one on the honor, some of them don't feel like coming. They have to come because it's duty ban. Now, what can be very painful that they will be doing all that, doing all that, doing all that, doing all that, and yet they are living a compromised life because, let me tell you a secret. If you are committing sin and you are not seeing the judgment, it's because you are substituting with your service somewhere. You don't believe it. Ah. I can tell you free of charge. My favorite baby that I say that I have personality. If all of them have misbehaved and she's among them that I have to scold because she's among them, I say, you should learn to behave yourself. I don't want stress in this house. Do you know what she has enjoyed there? Her results echoed mercy from her heart. Hey, 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 children of God, if you don't want to get tired of God and you don't want to go and look for soap to cut, better hear this truth. You can't have a walk with God without showing a proof of the walk. And God is not interested in bamboozing him with your prayer. I pray a lot. No, 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 no. Show me the proof that you are a changed human being. As a matter of fact, are you aware that there's something called the fruit of repentance? Evidence that you have truly repented. Result is a guarantee for reward. If you are resultless, then you are rewardless. Do everything to get result, then you can be guaranteed a result. I mean, do everything to get a result, then you can be guaranteed a reward.
I want us to quickly pay attention to the next night. So this, ordinary, this subject should not be discussed as a church subject. It should be a workers' meeting. Workers' meeting. Because really, congregation who has not even given his life to Christ, the only reward you will enjoy is the reward of salvation. God will, out of mercy, show you mercy and save your life. And I will explain to you, because your brain starts to think, eh, is it, eh, what of those that are not born again that have cars? What of those not again that have money? No, no, that's not the kind of, I will go get to that one. That's not the kind of reward we're referring to. We're not referring to that one. Because I will tell you, any blessing you got outside God, at best, will stay with you when you are alive. And I can count on my fingertips, great men that have been called billionaires, millionaires. And the moment they died, everything fizzled out with them. And I can tell you that there are people who God blessed by the definition of divine standard of blessing. Dead many years, their name is still echoing in the history and the Hanukkah of men. And I've never, I never met Baba, Baba Father Yomi before. Anybody met him? You know Father Yomi? Anybody know him? Are you familiar with that name? Who is he? That's the original founder of the redeemed Christian church. Do you, do you want that kind of a blessing in your life? That is a blessing. But let's not join the gun. Let us look at... So if you are in this auditorium this night and you are spiritually jobless, what is the recommendation? Find a spiritual job. Am I correct? What, is, what does a spiritual job mean? Make yourself relevant in the house of God. For in my father's house there are many vessels. Am I correct? He said there is some vessel unto what? Honor and vessel unto this. He said if you purge yourself well, did you see that in the scripture? That's First Timothy 2, I believe 20. He said, if you put yourself well, what will happen to you? You can then be used as vessel unto honor. If they are not honoring you today, ask yourself, what manner of vessel are you used for? There is no shortcuts to this thing. It's a day-to-day step work with heaven. God is more eager to honor men. But some people have not. He said, you know one thing I realized that. God, why are you not blessing us? He said, which, tell me one man that will carry his pearl, his golden chain, his lovely apparel, and put it on a swine. Nobody does that. God wants to honor you. God wants to reward you. But make yourself what? Jobful. Is that English correct? Jobful. Now, when you now have a spiritual job, it does not stop there. Show results. How many of you were around when the teens church gave us a drama here? They presented a drama here. That drama is a five-star drama. Highly impeccable with technicality of interpretation and message. The narration was excellent. Nobody felt insulted. It was a balance of perspective. Those students didn't arrive at that result. Some people walked behind the scene. They called them the teens teachers. Trust me, I can tell you on behalf of God. None of the teachers of those children the teachers there, none of their children will be found wanting in life. If you like, don't believe it. God is a just rewarder. He will reward them. But you, you have been in church three months. Three months. You are even arguing that nobody came to call you. The truth is that there are some people that if they don't come to church one week, they will call them. Because their space is too open to find out. There is a vacuum here. No, let me ask a question. If Pastor Estefa, you don't see in church for two weeks, would you not be worried? I would worry for two reasons. Who is going to make me laugh? Nobody's going to say something that will make me laugh. I'll be worried. Nobody forgets a man that is relevant. 
Your this oblivious attitude and hiding behind the sin will just erase you with time. So, we have moved that. It is not just about having a job, show results. Then, let us now talk about this four categories of reward situation. Four. And I will be engaging you at this point. There are four categories of reward expectations. Now, I am not talking to those who show results. I am not talking to those who have results to show. Because now, one of the reasons why you must have the results is that sometimes, I read in scripture that when you have done the work, pay attention please, saints of God, you have done the work and you are not seeing the results. The next thing God expects you to do is to come and meet him. And say, Baba, Alpha, see work, see results. Where is the reward? You know, that's why you read it in Isaiah. He said, come, let us reason together. Do you think a jobless man can reason with him? He said, God, you have not rewarded me. He said, hey, I know. Why have you not rewarded me? What should I reward you for now? Hey, okay, I'll go and look for something to do. Hey, hey, now you are talking. Go and look for something to do and come back. You know why I'm saying this? If you ever read the scripture that said he employed some people in the morning. When he came back, he saw some people I do. He came back around 2, 12, 2, 4, even till evening. You know, ordinarily you would think if this man is not interested in results, out of mercy or pity or compassion, he's even at least give them something. You know, he engaged all of them to work. There is no future for a lazy man in God's kingdom. He that does not work must not eat. I didn't write it in case you don't like it. God wrote it. There is no future for a lazy man. So we have crossed the boundary and say, now I have results. I want to engage us in reasoning. Four categories. Number one, there are those of us who really have the results. Now pay attention to this because I found myself there before. Who are completely ignorant that they deserve a reward. Oh, you don't believe me. Okay, you are a Bible scholar. Give me an example of someone in the Bible because I will give you my own. There is someone in the Bible who has, who had the work, who had the results, but no reward. Think. Before I give you my own example. There is somebody in the Bible like that. And every character in the Bible, there is somebody like that that is also alive. Every character in the Bible, there is someone like that that is alive. Judas is in the Bible, but there are some people that are Judas on earth. True of us. True. There is somebody in the Bible, he's done the job, he's seen the result, but there is no reward. Example of who? Anybody? Peter. Peter. Uh, explain. Explain, no, explain. If you were around on Sunday during Pastor Ethiopia's message, you will know the person. Explain. You can change your mind, though. It's not too, it's not too late. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Pastor Ethiopia shared on Sunday and he showed us the story of one, one wonderful young man and a very pitiful man. The elder brother of the prodigal son. Oh, it's a very sad story. Anybody read the story before? Anybody? How many of you want to be like that young elder brother? God forbid. <laughs> it's so painful a story that the father had to remind him. Ah, all these things are yours now. Eh? Would you believe that there are people like that who are Christians 
who don't know their entitlement and rights. Yes, I can tell you free of charge. Pastor Stephen said it. You know, for example, do you know part of the redemption package includes healing? You know, you know that. But you know there are people that are professional parastamol takers. You know why they are taking it? It's a, cough, it's a form of cutting soap to take, off, take a headache away. Because the process of learning how to master healing is a long process to them. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Talking about that story. The prodigal child. Yeah. The part I was really sad about. Yeah. Hmm. He had everything and he was entitled to it hmm. because what the father told him, this is all yours. But because of the ignorance, he didn't know. He was unhappy with himself, unhappy with the father, unhappy with the brother, unhappy with life. Just moving with bitterness. And there are people like that. Let's celebrate our pastor. There are, you know, honestly, there are saints like that in the church. Who are now even bitter even with the pastor. They are so bitter, they are bitter even with the church. I'm not going to that church again. I'm not going again. They don't know what I'm going through. It's not them. They're only representative of God. There's a Bible story there. You know, one of the prayers you pray tonight as you go home, Lord, reveal open my eyes of understanding to know my inheritance as a saint. Do you know that prayer is in the Bible? Ephesians chapter... One or chapter three. Let me know my inheritance as a saint, Lord. So that where they have cheated you, you can go back and say, you know you cheated me the last time? Because I didn't know. Now I know. There are people like that in church. The second category of people, and I will ask you the same question as an example. Those who could not wait. Listen to this. Those who could not wait, they ran out of patience. (laughs) And they got desperate. Then they opted for alternative. Do we have them in church? Do we have them in church? They are church soap cutters. Who can give me an example of anybody in the Bible who behaved that way? It's Bible study now. Because the truth of the matter is that the depth of the Bible you know is what gives you the defense when you are in private battle. You cannot transfer your battle to someone who you will fight it to the knowledge of the scripture you have. For it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Abi? That's what Jesus used to fight the enemy back. So, one of the benefits of coming to church on, on Wednesday is that we will force you to go and read. So, give me an example of someone who could not wait in the Bible and looked for alternative. And there are people who are already feeling tired of waiting here. Number one, Mama, God bless you. What example, what alternative did he arrange for? Eh? Made. Made. Do you blame Sarah? No, let us have some Sarah advocate here. Has anybody in this room before ever experienced waiting and you are tired of this waiting? Anybody? Yeah. Eh? <laughs> so, before you judge Sarah, ask yourself, have you ever been impatient on something before? I have seen somebody who wants, who wants to travel out of this country by force, by fire by force. They, and they said the option is that you have to go and marry John. Until you are Mrs. John, you can't travel out. And because of that, you know she married Mrs. John and left Mr. A that she was marrying. I went to marry Mrs. John. And the visa didn't come true. Eh, because even Sarah that you have used an example, she never recovered from that disaster. 
The moment you have a shortcut, you cut short the glory. The world, as a matter of fact, part of the problem is what they are. Are you aware that Israel and uh, uh, they are fighting Gaza, bombing everywhere? It started from one woman who could not have patience again. I didn't know what I realized about patience. It is the time that God is about to do something. That is when you will not go tired. That is why I believe in scripture that says there is grace to wait. But the Lord gives grace here this evening. Look, if God has given you the word in your lifetime, you will fulfill it. Sarah created an alternative. So if you are hearing me this evening and your mind is thinking of alternative, stop it quickly. Now, stop. 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 Sarah did not recover. Don't do the one that was worse than Sarah. Who can give me another example of someone that could not wait? Out of patience. Tired of the landlord's embarrassment. Tired of everything. Tired of financial this. Tired and tired and tired. In fact, tired of coming to church. He has had to go to mosque. Ah, uh, yes. I've seen somebody who left the church and went to join white garments. He said their own used to be fast, fast. Operation sharp, sharp. Oh, you are laughing, oh. If God should open the mind of some of us, who can give me another example of somebody in the Bible after Sarah who had another shortcut? Let's do Bible study. Now, encourage me a little. My time is almost up. Because when you know the characters, you can see yourself in some of them. Sarah was a woman. Yes. Rachel. Rachel. What shortcut did Rachel take? Yeah, well, you know, it became a, a game between both of them. That kind of game. They should not play it in this same time. Oh. <laughs> eh? They should not. Saul. Eh? Saul. Esau. Did Esau do shortcut? Bible student, don't confuse me. Don't confuse me. Don't confuse me. King Saul, what shortcut did he do now? Can you give Mike here? Let us coordinate this conversation. Ha! God bless you. He could not wait for the arrival of Samuel. And then he did the sacrifice by himself. Do you know what it costed him? He lost the kingdom. I beg you by the mercy of God. Wait on the Lord. Wait on him. You will not see shame. You will not cry. A woman went to give bill Somewhere along the altar. He gave the woman bill. I said, come to church on Sunday. God will bless you. The woman looked at him. and said, you that you are barren, you are giving someone bill. And you know what? God looked at her. The same woman went to the other woman and said, come for my baby dedication. Guess how old was the woman she called barren? Over 50. God is not done with you. The declaration of man is not the verdict of God. So, he lost everything. Can you please stand, try and imagine? The minute he sacrificed, how long did it take for somewhere to show up? It was just about maybe 5 minutes difference, 10 minutes different. Friends, as you are listening to me, maybe the, month, the amount of time you have left is very short to enter your glory. Don't let someone distract you. You will get to your place of reward. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me give you another person that did a shortcut. Everybody remember the story of one? In fact, in my notes, I called him, I called him Assistant Pastor Geazi. Assistant Pastor Geazi. You know that Assistant Pastor? He was Assistant Pastor to the GO. <laughs> so, it wasn't a matter of if he was born again or not. Even Geazi, that literally saw all kinds of miracles from Elisha. Do you know the consequence of Geazi? He took over the disease of Naaman. 
there has never been any record of benefit for a man who took short, short, shortcuts. Never. Assistant Pastor Gehazi. Let us remember also in the New Testament, Minister and HOD Judas. Minister and who? He was a minister and was also the HOD. HOD of the Treasury Department. Am I correct? <laughs> he could not. How much did they give him? You that you were handling a whole treasure. Ah! You know, I just concluded. Every man will fall to the devil based on the strength of your personal desires. For all our temptation is traceable to our natural desires. How much did they give him? What was the end? Did he spend the money? He maybe bought a house in Banana Island with it. In fact, the story said the money, they used it to buy a graveyard for him. Don't take shortcuts. It will only cut short the reward. That is a stamp pastor and minister, minister HOD Judas. Let's go to the third category. Those who are toiling, uh-huh. those who are toiling, they are waiting, they are not considering shortcuts, they are doing everything they know to do, yet nothing to show for it. Can anybody relate with this? If you are in this auditorium, you, can, you really can identify with that. And then you are telling your friends, say, man, I'm trying, man, but I'm tired. I'm t- as in, I'm really tired. And maybe your friend will say, but you're going to meet that Baba now. No, mm-hmm. Anything that will insult God, I will never do it. But I'm tired. Anybody can relate to this? Who can give me an example of someone who got here? He's done everything. Frankly speaking, he has done everything possible he knows to do. But yet, this result thing is just not showing. Who can give me an example of anybody? Is a Bible study? Anybody? Peter! Do you know what is very unique about Pastor Peter? I mentioned it on Sunday. Do you know what's very unique about, about uh, Pastor? You know, Peter was a pastor. <laughs> pastor Peter. Do you know what's unique about Pastor? In fact, I call in my notes here, I wrote senior pastor Peter. Senior pastor Peter had a PhD in fishing technology. Wow. There is nothing in the natural that should be able to explain why he didn't get the results. Have you seen a pretty girl that had character, had godliness, had everything, yet no husband? In the human assessment, they could not find any explanation to why he's not getting what he wants. Have you seen a woman trusting God for fruit of the womb? Went to a doctor, did all the check, and said nothing is wrong. Peter didn't have any reason not to catch fish. All his life, from the age of eight, he's been fishing. Somebody's here is almost like Peter saying, I have toiled, I have toiled on. As a matter of fact, sometimes I come to church because I don't want to be alone, I don't want to be thinking. That's why I come. Anybody understand what I'm saying here? Because if I'm at home alone, I'll be thinking, I don't want to be depressed. Let me just come to church. You made a good decision. It's good you came. Peter, there is always somebody like you in the Bible. So that at least you can believe that you're... If that story ended well, yours will end well. Did the story of Peter end well? Did it end well? You know what? I'm convinced that my own story will end well. I don't know about you. Point your finger at me and say, Pastor Steve, your story will end well. These are the things that scatter church. The instruction is pointed at me that my story will end well. Senior Pastor Peter, I mean, he was doing everything for the church to grow. 
Senior Pastor Peter. You know what I wrote? I wrote my note here and I said, God, out of his infinite mercy, will not let any of you seated this evening miss the prayer meeting of 26th of May. Do you know why? You will get to a point in the battle of life. Let me say to you, Ruba. Or Oshemo and Oshemo. A drag and Madam said, Ben. Like I understand what you're saying. Obashili dia muriadra. Obadrak everything michi. Have you seen someone? <laughs> the Bible said, and she cried and cried and cried. You know, I'm referring to uh, uh, um, uh, the woman that gave Samuel, is, 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 uh, gave us Samuel. What's the name of that woman now? Hannah. The Bible said, and she cried, pray, 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 and there was no voice again. And the man of God looked at her. Ah! What he get here? What he read? By this time, according to the season of life, somebody is receiving that prophecy today. That by this time, according to the season of life, you come and give your testimony. But was the woman tired? In her lifetime, Penina gave birth to number one, gave birth to number two, gave birth to number three, four, five. Ah, ah. There can be no better mental torture than that. In the same house. Oh, you say your own story is strong. It's not as strong as that. You. Who are you living with that is tormenting you? Those who are toiling. 26th of May. If God's opened heaven this season, that is our season of reward. It's because somebody is long overdue for reward. And on the 26th of May, if you can come with a faith and covenant heart. God will open heaven over you. Whatever will stop you from, meet, from missing that meeting, heaven will cancel you this evening. If you believe, you say better amen. amen. Number four category. It says, those who have their reward delayed, diverted, and denied, they exist. The reward, you know promotion. You know, I, saw, I had a joke of somebody who wanted promotion in his office. 13 years he has not been promoted and he was doing everything. And he was tired of waiting on God. He went to meet a friend. The friend said, look, this thing is not by ordinary eye. You have to go, I have to introduce to somebody that will do something for you that you will get your promotion. The person did something for him and gave him a calabash. And said, go to your office as early as 4 a.m. Go and put the calabash on top of the roof. I can bet you in one week they will promote you. And lo and behold, he followed the instruction. And when he got there to put the calabash, he was struggling to put the calabash down. He was struggling to push the calabash on the, on the ceiling. He was struggling. All of a sudden, he got tired. He stood on a table and chair, took out his phone touch, and opened the ceiling and looked at it. By the time he opened the ceiling, he saw calabashes everywhere. So the reason why he could not put his calabash down is that there was no space. <laughs> you know what he did? He just closed the ceiling. And, and sat down on his chair. And when everybody came back, hey, what's up? He was just looking. Yeah. Now, human being, be a you. <laughs> These are realities of life. You know, one of the privileges I have as being a pastor in this church is that I don't sit in an office. I'm constantly on the street. The reality of the street is not the same thing with those who sit in the office. The street is it's a mixture of opportunity and misfortune. 
joy on the streets. I drive on there every day. I see all things and I shake my head. In fact, I remember one day I was driving and I said, Jesus, why don't you just come on time? Hey, come, let's end this whole madness. <laughs> let's end this madness. There are people that the reward have been delayed. There are those that the reward have been diverted. There are those that the reward have been completely denied. Do you want to give me an example of somebody in this auditorium? Someone whose reward was delayed. Eh? I call him in my, in my notes here. Yeah? Businessman, politician, pastor, Daniel. You know he was a businessman. And he was a politician. And he was also a man of God. Yet the devil had the effrontery and the temerity to hold down his reward. Who are you? So when they say come and pray, and you say no, 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 I speak, I speak English to the devil. Devil, just leave me alone. You know what I'm saying, devil? Just move around here. Hey, hello, hello. That one in your village does not understand that English. <laughs> if they could do it to Daniel, they, 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 they delayed it. Give me an example of someone that his reward was denied. Thank you. He saw. He saw. Jacobson was diverted. So if these three things can happen to a reward, ah, which one is currently happening to you? Is it delay? Is it diversion? Is it complete denial? They denied his soul. The Bible said he cried. He cried and he could not retrieve it back. That will not be our experience. That is why I'm telling you. On the 26th of May, the program is about two things. Restoration of reward. You know some people, they have stolen their reward already. Restoration of reward and release of the reward. Heaven will release your long overdue reward. And there will be a restoration of the one stolen from you. If you believe you say a better amen. amen. Finally tonight, five minutes more that I have. With all I have said, the pressing desire for every one of us to have proof for living is the simple meaning of reward. May we not come to this world in vain. May we not come to this world in vain. May it be that by the time we are going, my tomorrow said, the most the richest and the most fertile ground in the whole world is the graveyard. Because there, were, there are so many people that never fulfilled their dreams and they are dead. And so while I was preparing for this, the Lord said to me, he said, son, have you read Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22? Can I have my slide this, this evening? You know I've been talking, I didn't show you the slide. This is the title of the message. God's reward my satisfaction. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. He says, The blessings of the Lord make it rich and had no sorrow to it. That is the kind of reward we are referring to here. The blessing of the Lord that will give you peace of mind. Not the one that you are walking on the road and you are looking at your back. One of the things I've learned lately, lately, please, and I'm going to close on that, is that for everyone you see on the street gallivanting with money, ah, don't be deceived though. There is a lot underneath that they, if they should tell you, you will pity them. But in this season of the divine reward, this is the reward God is referring to. The blessings of the Lord. The Bible told us that every good and perfect gift, James 1.17, comes from the Lord. The reward we are talking about this evening is the reward from above. Beautiful children will come from your womb. Lovely husband will ask your hand in marriage. 
lovely wife will be your own beautiful wife. You will not, you will not carry a child and bury that child because that is not a perfect gift. The, the way I desired your, your heart be programmed this evening, covet only the gift from above. And if you desire that gift, you will not be in a hurry. The Bible said, he that is in a hurry to be rich shall not be innocent. Am I, is, did I write it? In case you don't like it. You will not be in a hurry. Where you are right now, trust me, God will shut you out with an everlasting reward. You know one thing I like about the blessings of God? He said it's to a thousand generations. My brother, be patient. He said, true faith and patience. Pastor Stephen mentioned it on Sunday. True faith and patience they obtained. Who will forget for that Abraham? Nobody. Look at what is going on in Israel. The covenant of Abraham is upon them. Do you know the number of wicked enemies that surround those people? Ah, I desire such everlasting blessings. Nothing will put me under the pressure to look for soap. No shortcut. Saints of God, 26th of May, this meeting tonight is to prepare your mind that come with a prayer gadol and come and sort things out with God. Behave like Jacob that said, I will not let you go except you release my reward. Have you been blessed tonight? Are you sure you have been blessed tonight? Give Jesus a big hand of praise. The service is expected to close for 7.30. It's 7.28. I want you to rise on your feet and bow your heads and pray to God. And I ask you to ask for grace to come to be patient. Just tell God, God, I will wait for you. The Bible said, those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Lord, renew my strength. Sometimes I feel tired and discouraged. Lord, help me renew my strength. I will not give up, Lord. I will not give up on you, Lord. I will not give up on you, Lord. I will not give up on you, Lord. I will not give up. I receive grace to be patient for you, Lord. I will not look for a shortcut. Your blessing makes me rich and it will not have any sorrow to it. My children will be great in my lifetime. My children will be wonderful. The blessing that will give me joy, that is the blessing I desire from you. Lord, I receive grace to wait upon you. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name, we are prayed.